world of e-commerce can be tricky, and that's why you need the experts to help take you to the next level. This is Delivering E-Commerce, and this is Chris Parsons. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Delivering E-Commerce. I'm your host, Chris Parsons. I'm here with Christoph Pilcher from Teaster. Christoph, how are you? I'm fine, Chris. How are you? Uh, excellent. It's a it's a wonderful Thursday afternoon. I can't wait to get home. I might do some fishing tonight when I do. Looking forward to that. But uh, before I get to get out of here, we're going to have a great conversation about user-generated content and Teaster and all the great things that your company is doing. So um, I'm excited. Let's dive right into this, Chris- Christoph. Let's um, go. Christoph, I always ask my guests to tell their personal journey. So let's start there. What have you done in your career and what brings you to where you are now? All right. So to be honest, I don't usually speak too much about myself. So this is going to be a, an interesting exercise and, and I'll try to keep it as, as far as possible as from a, a work interview pitches as possible. Um, so, yeah, I, I started working uh, a, decade, a decade ago in Paris uh, in video games, working for Ubisoft, so one of the main game editors on, on the market. I actually know they have a studio in, in Toronto, uh, where you are, Chris. Um, and uh, I worked in corporate branding and events, so I was really lucky to work on uh, some of the, the big events in the video games industry. I was also lucky to work in this work hard, play hard uh, environments where creativity was a, a driving value for the teams. Um, and after three years there, uh, one of my last missions was working on the corporate website. And that's when I realized that the future was going to be digital and I really needed to develop that skill set. So uh, I did a short training course in digital marketing and then I started working at Dell EMC. Um, so still in computer, but more the IT and B2B side of things. Uh, so Dell EMC sell data storage, information technology, uh, virtualization, analytics, cloud computing, you name it, uh, they do it. And I was digital marketing manager there. Uh, so basically discovered B2B marketing and my mission was to deliver uh, qualified leads to the sales teams uh, through digital content. So SEO content, webinars, social media, uh, paid media. It was actually really interesting working at Dell EMC at the time because they were completely shifting their business to digital. Uh, So we basically had a blank page. We could fill in if we had a good idea and had some results then we could go for it. And that really got me into kind of ROI and, and test and learn approach. So I did that for three years. And, uh, and then we wanted a change of uh, environment and went backpacking with my uh, girlfriend for a couple of months in South America, uh, discovered the beauties of the Andes and the Amazonian. And when we came back to France, we settled in Nantes, where uh, I live today, so which is on the, on the west coast of France. And that's where I met Julien, uh, who is the founder of, of Tista, uh, and who was at the time looking for someone who to uh, build the brand and the marketing uh, for, for our company. So uh, Tista is a user-generated video platform. I'll probably talk about it more afterwards, but we allow brands and retailers to generate authentic and relevant high-end videos made directly by their consumers. Uh, and these videos are broadcasted on product pages, social media, any relevant marketing channel in order to guide online shoppers uh, at every step of the journey through useful and relatable content created by uh, users. So Julien pitched me the idea uh, three years ago, and I was 
immediately convinced, uh, not only as a marketer, because I thought that that kind of content was really the next thing uh, in marketing, but also as a, as a consumer, an online shopper. Now, when I'm on a website and I don't see a video when I'm buying a product, uh, I always feel this kind of frustration. Uh, so I was really happy to join the adventure. And now I've been doing this for three years. Um, and we started in a small flat in Nantes, uh, five people. And today we're 50 plus uh, company growing and uh, actually launching in the US this year. And this is That's, what uh, gets me here. It's really exciting. I've had the uh, <clears throat> the pleasure of having a demo just recently, and I think I was 15 minutes into the demo where I was just so excited to see the opportunities that a retailer can have and how turnkey, how how easy you guys actually make it uh, for. And that's the key piece, right? Like everyone wants to make content, and and uh, you have a bunch of influencers wanting to get samples of products and and do their their shopping journey with that product. However, it's having the ability to actually go out and edit those videos and create them down to something that's tangible for a consumer, which I really appreciated about the tools and technologies that uh, Teaster offers. You know, when I do these podcasts, I don't have the skill set to edit them. I have to farm them out to an editor. Uh, Brian, Brian, hello, Brian. You do a great job always. Um, but, you know, you guys are really putting the tools and technology in the hands of of influencers and it's it's making it really simplified for them. Tell me how Teaster came about and how the thought process and that journey was to allow customers not only the thought process of leveraging user generated content to make but to make sure it was simplified. Yes, so uh, actually it's uh, it's a funny story the 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 idea behind Teaster came upon when uh, Julien was working for Cdiscount, which is one of the top three biggest retailers in, in France. And uh, so he was working and there was this topic that came up at the board meetings every year for the past five years, which was, we need more video. But the fact is, video is expensive. Video is hard to do. Uh, video is time consuming. And so they, they hadn't managed to to crack that subject yet, and um, and at the same time, he realized that what we already had, what they already had, and all the website already had, were reviews. Mm -hmm. And so we basically thought, okay, we've got text reviews. Why not ask consumers to create videos about the products? And so the idea was there, but it was still kind of a crazy gamble because it didn't solve anything. You still needed to actually be able to scale that video production. And so what we did was we created this post-production engine, which allows us to really scale video production. So we've got two things in our solutions. First thing is we simplify the content creation for users. So it's they really have got a step-by-step -step process where they just need to follow guidelines and they can film these, uh, these rushes. Uh, they can also record their voice. They can take some pictures and they just need to upload every, all the files uh, on our website. And then everything's automated on our side. This is where we do the post-production. So we can edit, we can uh, add some music, we can add some subtitles, uh, we can add some motion. And on the other side uh, of the tunnel basically comes out a perfectly edited video, which is marketing ready. And so marketing teams for brands and retailers that use our platform uh, basically only have to communicate about the fact that they're looking for video ambassadors. And then we take care of the recruitment. We post edit the, the videos and they just have to validate the videos before they're broadcast. 
So yeah, yeah it's- Christoph, that's where I wanted to jump in is not only do you simplify it for the content creators, you also simplify it for the retailers. And I think that's an important note as well, is that, you know, when and usually we're working with a supplier or a partner, um, the, you end up having to add a couple of bodies headcount to manage any net new program. With this program, the work is actually with, with Teaster because you're working with the influencers and getting them engaged and getting their content to the where we just have to put it in email, social media campaigns and, and post it on our website. Exactly. Exactly. And well, that's the basic principle of, of our solution. Uh, I, I just want to uh, say something here is uh, I hear you talking about influences um, and we really try and differentiate uh, what we're doing, which is user generated content from influencer content, sure. because the people that engage in the videos that uh, create uh, the, the product videos that are created uh, don't have massive followings. Uh, they might have some and they always broadcast their videos when once they receive them. But we're not in that kind of visibility uh, objective. It's really a reassurance and authenticity uh, content uh, creation mission that, that, that we drive here. Yeah, I mean, great point. I, my, my bad on that. What I usually do is I refer to them as micro-influencers instead of influencers because exactly. uh, in some of my past uh, podcasts, we do a deep dive into the fact that, you know, someone that has the 100,000 followers, um, they're the general influencer that everyone wants to clamor towards. But it, you can tell that it's scripted, it's paid versus a micro-influencer, whether it's an associate or someone that's truly engaged and leverages those products from a day-to-day basis, those are the ones you're really empowering with, with this technology. Exactly. Great. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about your growth because you're in a number of countries now. You're coming to North America, but uh, where where across the globe are you right now? So right now uh, we are, well, in France, we're really well established. We work with the main uh, brands and retailers uh, on the markets. Uh, we've started in Europe. And uh, like I said, we're starting in, uh, in the U.S. Uh, starting at the beginning of the year. And we have uh, big expectations on the U.S. market where we know there's a, a real fit uh, for our solution. And there's a real need uh, for brands and retailers for user-generated video. Uh, so now we've got established um, uh, offices in New York and, uh, and the team is, is growing uh, as, we, as we speak. So like I said, today we're 50 and recruiting uh, in the EMEA region and the US region at the same time. That's great. Um, the growth must be exciting for the team. They all must be very proud of, as you said, growing from five to 50 or so already. Um, when I look at back in my history and the, where we leveraged user-generated content, the one example that comes to mind um, that was Newegg, newegg.ca, newegg.com. We, uh, we actually were probably one of the pioneers for supplying um, products, samples to, to an audience. And, what, and we didn't have them doing video. That would have been great. But they were doing blogs um, and reviews, like writing in-depth reviews, not just a five-star and a comment, an in-depth review of the product and how it functioned. And, you know, we asked them to actually use it for at least a few weeks before they uh, started to write those reviews. So it wasn't just a one and done. We want to see if the product had some some value or defects over a period of time and then have them write the, the articles. But uh, everyone knows how important video is to a, a commerce journey now and uh, how consuming uh, snippets of content on YouTube like never before. So this 
this tool just is really timely. And I think the technology has finally caught up to where consumers can consume and you guys can be producing content really quickly. Definitely. And uh, yes, I think that's exactly it. I mean, when we look a bit at the, the historics of uh, communication and branding for, for commerce in general, first you had like, I'm thinking if you go way back, you had word of mouth, which existed way before even trade existed. Yeah. And then in the 50s, the mass media arrived. And so that's the time where the brands kind of took the monopoly of the power of, of, of uh, communicating. And at the time, users couldn't exchange in between. And then internet arrived, reviews, which were like the, the basics, text reviews. And that's the first time it kind of shifted the power of, of communication and, and, and the, the balance of power between brands and users. And yeah, I think right now we're on the verge of the next uh, evolution, which is um, visual content. Because with the arrival of social media and, uh, and, and mobile phones, everybody can uh, leave a video review uh, take a picture, post it to, to social media, uh, even leave an audio review tomorrow. And, and I think that, yeah, we're arriving, like you said, at the right time to uh, allow brands and retailers to leverage all the user-generated content that's at their disposal. Because I think, like you said, today, uh, blog reviews, uh, in-depth reviews, um, uh, online reviews, I think they all have their own power. And I think the brands that are going to work tomorrow are the ones that are going to be able to activate uh, each of these uh, channels correctly. Um, so yeah, it's uh, an exciting time to to be launching. And I think today, video, of course, is uh, is kind of I would say is the future. Of course, I believe in it. Uh, I mean, mm -hmm. I work for a video video company, and when I see the next generations and how they consume and watch video every day, I think. Gen Z consumes, uh, watches uh, videos a third of their uh, daytime, full daytime, uh, which is which is huge. And I know there's a there's a real demand there, and this is where the brands and retailers need to be to to answer that needs and and what the the consumers want. Yeah, there was an interesting stat I either read or heard the other day where the average consumer is picking up their cell phone fifty plus times in a day. Now, for me, that's that's light because I'm I'm sure. It's probably hundreds for me for too. Me yeah, I agree. <laughs> but uh, on average, it's it's fifty plus times a, a day, and and usually when I've been picking that up, I'm either doing Clash of Clans, which is a, a video game, and I'm proud to say I'm I'm pretty good at it. And then the uh, the other piece is uh, when I'm consuming video content, and it's usually whether I'm trying to learn more about um, specific products, like I'm I'm heavily into fishing now, so I'm always uh, looking for the best information and. And I don't want to read through blogs anymore. I, I want to be able to watch it in action, see somebody using it on a boat, or if it's ice fishing, I want to see that that ice auger drilling through the ice. And now it's I've got all this content at my fingertips to be able to help me make that buying decision. And and I find that the retailers that don't have a video content strategy or, or user-generated strategy are, are not part of my consideration anymore because I, I don't have that time to invest in, in reading about thousand word essay on a, on a product. Yeah, I agree. And, and you're right about that. I mean, consumers don't have the time anymore. And it's true that video is probably the simplest way to actually just see the product uh, and, and understand what it's really going to look like. We see some of the brands we work with. Uh, and the good thing about video is also it's, it's a very versatile uh, format. So you can have how-to videos, you can have demo videos, you can have review videos. 
I mean, it's just infinite what you can do. Some, some can just be inspiration videos. We work with uh, fashion brands that just have very short videos where the consumers are just going to uh, show the product with different looks, one, two, three looks, and maybe share uh, something that they like and something that they dislike about the clothes. And that's it. It's done. So it's a 30-second format. And on the other hand, we're going to have some very technical products uh, for which uh, the videos are going to last maybe two, two and a half minutes and where you're going to have a little more info and demo. So mainly in, in, in computers, we worked with, um, I don't remember the name of the company, but they did just chips, uh, uh, data storage chips. And, and those would be, of course, a little more technical because the people buying those would want more info before putting it in their, in their computer. Uh, yeah, I agree. So let's talk about you, a retailer engages with you. They start producing user-generated content with, with the micro-influencers. Now, how does a retailer measure it and measure the success of the programs and, and see how the videos are produced, uh, are, are being viewed? And if they're consuming 50% of that video, or is it five-minute videos that are working? Just talk to me about all the different measurements you have. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the main KPI we follow, uh, especially for retail, is, is impact on conversion rate, uh, of course. So we basically measure the impact of uh, videos viewed on a product page, uh, and, and that allows them to calculate the ROI pretty fast. Then we have a, lot, a bunch of other metrics. We have 50 metrics that we, we, we follow for, for video, some more on the engagement. Like, like you said, for example, we look at the um, watch rate. So we look how, at how long in the video people are looking at the video just to see if the content is relevant or not. Uh, we've got launch rate, of course. So this allows us to really uh, integrate the video uh, in the right place on, on the product pages uh, and make sure that it's really visible. So um, I didn't say it before, but we actually have a solution to collect videos, create videos, but we also developed a bunch of broadcasting solutions for retail. Uh, that came, came in two years ago because once we started having uh, big volumes of videos for some of our retailers, they said, okay, we want to be able to leverage them uh, at, their, at their maximum. Do you have any solutions for us? So that's when we started developing these. So we've got um, an e-commerce player that integrates on product pages um, which allow us to uh, look at the data that I've been talking about before. We've got a uh, YouTube automation solution. So the idea here is to broadcast all of the videos on the brand's YouTube channels, and they are automatically um, uploaded and with the um, optimized metadata. So the objective here is more SEO, just to create some SEO to the YouTube channel. Um, we have, of course, a, a social media export solution, just basically allows uh, brands to download the videos in the right format with branding, um, branding uh, with the right branding on the videos. So they'll uh, be able to layer, uh, like for us at home hardware, we'll be able to have a, a home hardware skin around the, the video. So that way, when you produce it onto a Pinterest, a Instagram or whatever social media, it would not just be the video of, of the micro influencer. It's also got our branding wrapping it. Exactly. Thank you for helping me on my English here. But no, that's, no, it's, it, that's, that's it's exactly okay. it. No, no. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the solution, which is called Spread. And so basically it's done for, for social media use. And the last solution that we developed was is a video shopping gallery. So the idea here is it integrates on uh, a brand or retailer's website. And it's just 
trying to reinvent the way we buy uh, and, and consume and shop online. So it's a video gallery, which is 100% um, user-generated videos. And it basically allows you, if you want, to go on that gallery and have a look at the whole catalog through videos created by the community. And if a product's interesting to you, you can just add it to your basket in one click. So it's kind of yeah, a new a new way of buying with video. That's fantastic. So with the convergence of you you uh, user generated content and the convergence of social selling now uh, dominating a lot of the e commerce market, I think a stat is saying up to thirty percent in North America is now bought through social channels. Um, this is a prime time for retailers to be jumping on board with this trend because like you said, you're not only allowing the content to be on your website and yes, there's uh, SEO and there's organic lift from that. But if you go to where the customers are already, you have the ability to upload and ingest that content and repurpose across multiple platforms. That's fantastic. Exactly. And like you said, actually, that, that social media was not the first thing we developed. We were very retail oriented at, at first. And so we were basically on, on e-commerce. And But we saw two years ago that we needed to, to have that social media export solution because so many brands and retailers were asking for it and just needing it to, yeah, to... Um, to feed their social media uh, accounts and, and drive more sales directly from those. That's fantastic. So Christoph, the question I have is with the partners that you already have in place, and we've had um, at least 18 months or so of the COVID um, experiment going on, uh, what, uh, what type of lift, what type of engagement have you seen people with, with videos over that time? I know myself with, with Netflix, I think I'm out of shows to watch because <laughs> um, it's been 18 months and they can't produce content fast enough for me. But um, what are you seeing in the sense of en engagement and con consumers basically consuming that content? Well, we, we have seen, I think we've seen basically the, the same lift in um, e-commerce uh, traffic. Uh, it was, it was correlative to, to that. Uh, so, yeah, we basically saw on all our customers' websites, the consuming, uh, the uh, watching the videos increased as the same time as their, their traffic increased. And we also had a, a huge uprising in demands also from some uh, websites we were in discussion with because they saw that they had this new traffic coming in uh, and they needed content to keep them online. They needed content to convert them, to reassure them before buying. And and so, well, I'll, I'll be honest with you, the last year has been a pretty good year for Tista because I think COVID has just boosted the e-commerce and, and boosted the need for, for brands to to get that kind of authentic content and, and humanize their platforms uh, in a maximum. I think, I think what we've seen last year basically is that a lot of retailers are uh, trying to convert physical shopping experiences into virtual ones because all the shops were closed, so they needed to do that. And I think one of the best means they had to do it was to put that human touch that you don't always have when you're buying online. And and so yeah, I'll be honest. I think that user-generated videos kind of seemed like a good solution to do that. So. Uh, a lot of our partners started uh, getting interesting in the solutions, started working with us last year for that reason. And some of them also took the, the, that one step further. Uh, so today our, our solutions are user-generated videos, but we also uh, have employee-generated video solutions. 
because we realized that they were basically the same model and we could yeah. uh, use that for, for employees. And so one of the brands, uh, a few of the brands, and one of the brands we were working with is Petit Bateau, is a French uh, fashion retailer, uh, realized that all the people working in the shops were inactive and thought, okay, we need to digitize their activity and their expertise. And so they decided to use our solution to let their um, uh, their shoppers, their um, salesmen, create videos about the brand. So it's a different kind of content. It's more about um, sharing expertise, sharing the story behind the brands, um, and uh, and showing the people also behind the brands. Because I think today uh, that's something that the people are looking for, kind of. The, the behind the scenes and um and so yeah we, we've seen a lot of evolutions but basically people uh basically brands are are using human content on their websites to to uh, kind of bridge that gap between online and, and offline experiences yeah i love that and as you were saying that i was starting to think about you know when you walk into a store and you get to an end cap and it has a display of products how easy would it be to put up a, um, a small tv this, having a loop of those user-generated content videos that are correlated to that specific product. Um, when we start to think about retail and how it's got to reinvent itself and become maybe a little bit more of a showroom because you can fulfill from anywhere the product, but um, yeah, what a great way to really have a consumer engage with a product and to see videos at store level, not just through their mobile device or their desktop, but as they're in that store shopping experience, it can be uh quite a complimentary piece of the business. That's great. When we think about the uh, user-generated content and the level of effort that these um, influencers, micro-influencers are, are putting towards creating that content, they also want something. I mean, as much as they may love the brand and love the product, I'm sure that it's easier when there's a win-win for them and, and there's something in it for them. How do these, these uh, content creators get rewarded? Yeah, of course, you're totally right. We so they aren't paid so because we're not in the business of, of influence. But like you say, they are rewarded because uh, making a video takes a bit of time. And, and so it's normal. And we have different kind of models to do that, uh, which go with two kinds of solutions that we have. So uh, I'll talk about the solutions and explain uh, in that. First one is uh, Up and Cast, which is a solution that allows to engage all your customers in the post-purchase phase. So... Uh, let's say I've bought a, a T-shirt on the Nike website. Uh, I'll receive an email uh, five days afterwards saying, hi, Christophe, thank you for buying a T-shirt. Uh, you can now leave your video review about it and you'll receive uh, some points uh, for a loyalty program, some discounts. Uh, that's usually the kind of reward that we use in that kind of program. Uh, we have another solution where uh, we are going to identify the video ambassadors beforehand and then they'll have access to a platform where they can choose the products and actually receive them, test them and create the videos. So, and in that case, the reward is of course the product that they, they receive. So yeah, to answer your question, the two different kinds of usually discounts, loyalty programs or the actual product itself. That's great. Yeah, the uh, and I know manufacturers and suppliers of products are willing to give samples so that because they can't produce all the videos themselves either. So this is a win-win for them because I'm sure they can repurpose this this content as well for some of their own social platforms. And um, you're just constantly leveraging the same 
um, content over and over again. That's fantastic. Christoph, um, we've been doing this for about 30 minutes now. How can people get a hold of you to learn more about Teaster? Uh, well, uh, teaster.com, that's T-E-E-S-T-R.com. Uh, or you can just reach out to me directly on LinkedIn. I'll be glad to answer any questions or, or messages that you'd have. So Christoph Pilcher and, and yeah, that's, that's basically it. My two main channels. Wonderful. Now, um, because we've only engaged for the first time, have I missed anything? Have you, is there any message that you would like to get out that we may not have touched on tonight? Um, I think we've, we've covered the, the most important parts and it was, yeah, a pleasure talking with you, Chris, and, and taking part in this, in this podcast. Ah, no, it was all my pleasure. Thank you. I think, um, Teaster is going to do very well in, in North America. I know you're launching in the U S I'm excited to continue our conversations and, uh, see where, so we see where we can take it here at home hardware. And, um, I thank you for your time tonight. I greatly appreciate it. And I'll put all your contact information below in the comments as well. So any of one in, in my audience can now uh, can now follow. So um, I guess I'm supposed to also say to people to, if you like the video, please like and comment in the uh, comment section. I do a terrible job of, of asking for that stuff. But uh, if, uh, if the audience can do that, that'd be greatly appreciated. And thank you, Christoph, once again, and have a great night. Thank you, Chris. You too. You've been listening to Delivering E-Commerce. It's our passion to have on leaders and suppliers in e-commerce from around the globe, setting you and your strategy up for the next level. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. Connect with Chris on LinkedIn at Chris Parsons on LinkedIn and Spotify at Delivering E-Commerce or on YouTube at Chris Parsons Delivering E-Commerce. Till next time, this is Delivering E-Commerce.